Oh, my computer crashed. Oh no, I've got a virus. Oh, uh, no way, no internet connection. Do you need help? Call IT Mayday. 647-977-7113. ITMayday.com. So, you know, Adam, it's interesting because uh, we were speaking about issues. You know, the interesting thing is, is that, I, I mean, first of all, I have to make one statement. <laughs> I, I find it really interesting. I go back to this mandatory course thing just as a statement and then we're going with issues. Is, is that why would you, condominiums have been around since like, you know, 1960s, actually even earlier than that. And now we're in 2013. So lo and behold, now we're making courses mandatory. So the question is, does that mean that property management companies were hiring people that don't know anything about condominiums and having contracts and then putting them in condominiums and then they're learning as they go along? I mean, why, like, wouldn't you think that if I owned a company, I, I would be hiring people that have some kind of training? So I guess the question is, is, and I'll just throw it out there to the audience, I really want you, if you're a condo owner, condo resident, uh, take a look and see what's going on. Do you have a property manager in your building that actually understands condominiums and knows about condominiums? And have they taken any courses? Interesting question. To kind of pick up on that question and almost not directly answer it, but kind of throw out my opinion, I feel that the importance of condominiums, I think maybe in the last five to ten years, have grown in importance. As we see in the housing and uh, real estate market in Canada, it's no longer just houses that play a large role in terms of people, in terms of galvanizing uh, investors and in people's interest. I find that, especially with the development, particularly, let's say, in Toronto and the amount of units that are being constructed, the importance of condominiums has increased. And that's almost put a magnifying glass on those who have been in the industry or in that particular market in terms of judging how they're knowledgeable and actually testing their skills. Because as we have more people moving into condominiums, more problems arise because as more um, owners and more units become cons are constructed, more kind of maintenance issues, board issues start to arise, and these problems start to affect owners and residents directly. And as more and more people become affected by these problems, they start going to their management and their board of directors, and they start asking questions. But so a I lot find... of times, but, you know, the thing is, is that you're right, Adam. I mean, they, they ask questions, but they don't always get the answers, and sometimes they're just not accessible. It's an interest. As you know, I've been a realtor for over 33 years, and uh, I can tell you that depending on how the building is managed and how the board of directors handles the building and the decision process and the expenditures and the operating budgets, all of those things influence value. And you're either going to have good value or you're going to have bad value. So I think that's why we really need a wake-up call, don't you think, of condo owners? For sure. And it's also the way a condo's run affects the maintenance fees and the additional charges that a condo owner takes in terms of the responsibility when they purchase a condo. They don't want to be in a unit that the condo costs just skyrocket where the board inappropriately fees are out of control and a condo owner or resident have to pay more out of their pocket. And this, this becomes a personal issue then for that condo owner. You know, I, I mean, Adam, you know, as a, as a board director, I mean, the process, don't you find it's always nice if you've got a board of directors where all five, say, for instance, if you have five board members 
and all of them are really on the same page with one another, and they're basically approving things with almost a majority vote, as opposed to having, you know, three out of the five that are, you know, running gunshot and, and just doing whatever the heck they want. I think it's called respect. You have to have some degree of respect as a board of director. Are you finding that that is a really important thing to have in condominiums? I think it's a very important thing to have, especially from my experience sitting on the board of directors. It makes working and solving problems a lot more easier and efficient, where we take the problems at hand and we can address them there and then instead of pushing them down the road and hoping that things would get better. It makes the process of running a condo a lot easier. Well, you know, you're supposed to have fun. It's not supposed to be, you know, this is a, a non-paid job, and yes, it's a volunteer how how do you find, would you say that you're getting a lot of knowledge and it's uh, it's exciting to be involved because do you feel a sense of helping people and helping the corporation? I get two main things out of it. One, I get a tremendous passion and joy helping individuals deal with their problems as well as helping them manage their property. But I also have a chance, an opportunity to gain knowledge where otherwise I would not be able to. If I had not have volunteered for a position such as this, I would not be exposed to the people as well as the knowledge that comes with a position such as this. And that's the key thing, because internally, you're kind of like right on the watch, watching things happen as they downplay. I mean, you know, going through operating budgets and looking at reserve funds and, you know, dealing with building issues like season crook elevators, I mean, contracts and renewals and, you know, things that have to be done on a day-to-day mechanism. But don't you find that it's very vital to have a good property manager? It is vital. It is vital because especially from my experience sitting on the board, there are so many little activities that happen day to day and week to week that a condo owner or resident would not necessarily see that takes place in the background to make sure that that condo runs effectively. So I think that having a proper property manager to assist the board is almost essential in terms of running a very strong condominium. There's so many different styles of condominiums uh, out there. I mean, you know, you get the big, uh, what you're seeing downtown, because you touched on that. I I mean, we've got, now we're going up to 80 plus stories. I mean, you can't get anywhere with the congestion in downtown Toronto. It takes you forever just to get around the block. So sometimes, you know, you sit back and you know that there was new construction changes, you know, because they're uh, going to be in, in the second phase of the Condo Act study. What they've actually done is they, they're bringing in uh, new recommendations that should help, I think, more to create awareness and understanding of the process. So I think all of those types of things are good because, as you said, any information is invaluable. And it's important to get it out there where you have the municipal government as well as the provincial government working together, where, as you mentioned, the congestion and All this kind of new construction of condominiums affects not only the residents, but individuals in the city. And without proper communication between the levels of government, it would only make the situation worse. And by having that communication between those two governments, it makes the process easier. And just as you mentioned with the board of directors working fluidly, the governments have to work together fluidly to make the process a little bit more smoother. Exactly. And, and tell me something like as a, and this is an interesting question because I mean, as a young adult, as you know, right now, even the Ontario Municipal Board, uh, some of the decision processes that are going down are, you know, somewhat being compromised only because like restaurant row, 
they're beautiful heritage buildings and they're coming down. So as a young adult, I mean, do you show respect for heritage buildings? Do you think that young adults today really care about the heritage of the city and heritage buildings? That's a very difficult question to answer, where a lot of the new young adults are just coming into the city, so I think their appreciation for these heritage buildings, unless they are born and raised in the city, is very limited. But I find as as a young adult, you come into the city and you experience all the richness of heritage buildings, such as Restaurant Row, you really begin to appreciate it. So to answer your question, I don't think necessarily young adults appreciate it, but I think through experience and through living downtown in their condominiums and in their units, they will develop that passion and they will develop that love for those heritage buildings because essentially those buildings are what make Toronto Toronto. So maybe, so this is, this is a really good topic because maybe that is the reason why the government and even the OMB and the developers, contractors are able to move forward tearing down these heritage buildings because they're not working hand in hand right now. So in other words, the young adults right now aren't really paying that much attention to it. And next thing you know, they're gone. And once they're gone, they're gone. So there's a little bit of a wake-up call here because I think young adults really need to take a moment and almost to some degree join forces here to fight to maintain and keep our heritage buildings. It is, and it's important for organizations such as COA to provide that information, which is why I find COA is so important, especially for condo owners and residents around condos, because COA will fight for these heritage buildings because COA understands not only that condominiums are essential and that they're important for Canadians, but there's also importance in saving and almost making sure that that heritage and the soul of Toronto or wherever those condos are built remains intact. That a city cannot just be run on condos and it cannot be just built around condos. It has to be built around the dynamic of the city, which includes the heritage buildings. Absolutely. Touche. This is Linda Pinizzato at the Hayes FM. and We're sponsored by Bayshore Health and Wellbeing. I'm speaking with Adam Sloboda, and we will be right back. 